Are you a character? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Characters Here Podcast. I'm your host, Arthur and artist, Sharday. To get all this personality and entertainment, you can follow me on social media at Characters Here. And for more information, visit CharactersHere.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Characters Here Podcast. I am your host, Sharday. This episode is That's Offensive Part 3, Unequally Yoked. In the previous episode, I talked about idols and idolatry, so I thought it would be important to follow up with the discussion of the importance of being equally yoked. Back in September, this episode was going to be about the mixing of different beliefs. I started looking up, what does unequally yoked mean? And then marriage kept coming up. It got me to thinking how important marriage is and how misunderstood it is too. Then I came across the blog that said this. The context and original Greek language of that verse suggests that Paul is writing specifically about believers avoiding idolatry. That verse that they're talking about is 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. It reads, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness? So idolatry was and still is a recurring sin that separates us from God. In the Bible, our relationship with God is like marriage. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 to 33, the title for New King James Version says, Marriage, Christ and the Church. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So marriage is not a business, it's not a piece of paper, and it's not based on hate. God loves those that belong to him. So when he created the marriage, he gave us the literal and the spiritual representation of it. Marriage is what the church, God's people, are to Jesus Christ, the Savior. And when we are connected to him, nothing can separate us from him. That's why marriage is something not to play with or something to do just because if you want to receive all the good things that God has for you, live your life according to his word. The reason why you don't want to be unequally yoked is because being unequally yoked disconnects you from the savior, the one that can fix anything you bring to him. 
the one that will never leave you because he is faithful. I don't care what anyone, any job, any amount of money or anything thinks that it can give me. I guarantee it will not be on any level close to what God will give me. It's like when we want something so bad that we'll accept anything close enough to it, overlooking what God has, which is always better. This is also why I had to reevaluate my wants and needs in my life. And what I found was that the things that I thought I wanted, I only wanted it because others had it or wanted it for me. Whatever you value or put more importance than God on becomes your God. There is nothing that I want more than to please God. So let's go back to Galatians. Um, if you remember in the first part of this series, part one, I was reading from Galatians, the bottom half of the chapter. Now we're going to read the top half, which is Galatians 5 verses 1 through 15. Christian Liberty. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify against every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. You have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. The second title says, Love Fulfills the Law. This is continuing with uh, verse 7. You ran well, who hindered you from obeying the truth. This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will have no other mind, but he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. And I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, why do I still suffer persecution? Then the offense of the cross has ceased. I could wish that those who trouble you would even cut themselves off. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty, only do not use liberty, as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware, lest you be consumed by one another. Now we're tying it all together. Love is the most important thing ever. Without love, you will not and cannot get far in life. That includes your walk with Christ, your marriage, and anything you do. And I also have to be reminded that people who don't know Christ, people who don't know God, they can call what they cherish and are fond of and charity for others as love. But you won't really understand what love is until you have love for God because God's love is perfect. And the way that Jesus loved when he was here on this earth, the way that he died for all of us, and even though he's still living because he did resurrect from the dead, he is still living. God is a living God. Their love, oh my goodness, is the love that you want to be able to have for others. It's not a worldly love. Worldly love can be turned off. That's, you know, what? that is a great example. Love in the world is, it has limits. But God's love is limitless. That's what you want to aim for. That's what real love is about. If you ever want to know 
what love is go back to galatians 5 read the whole chapter honestly when in the new testament um i know the the gospels matthew mark luke and john get talked about a lot but keep reading read paul's letters and his letters to the church and that's another thing you have to remember is context origin remember that something started from something that's why i'm not big into religion that's why i'm not big into tradition these things started from something and when you find the root of it you will find that even though it got flipped and turned into something that's supposed to be better or positive it still originated from something that more than likely wasn't good so always go back to where did it come from where did it start from and that's why i know god is real and true because everything in the bible it gives you an origin it tells you where it came from there's no need for me to guess and be like what's this what's that what's that about no i know because god told me but the world likes to hide a lot of things we gonna we gonna get into it let's just keep reading now we're trying to tie it all together there's this resource i use called blueletterbible.org it defines unequally yoked as to come under an unequal or different yoke to have fellowship with one who is not an equal. What does yoke mean? In the Webster Merriam Dictionary, it states the yoke is a wooden bar or frame by which two work animals as oxen are harnessed at the heads or necks by drawing a plow or load. You have to remember a lot of the time of the Bible was written when farming was very big. That's what people did for a living. They were farmers. <laughs> so that's why a lot of times when there are parables or stories mentioned, it, there you will always hear about farming. <laughs> so we always have to, that's when I say related back to today, it doesn't mean change what the word means. It just means is what is work for us now. So for me, the yoke could be any problem that you have to face and deal with. And whoever is your partner, the one that you are connected to and equally yoked with, is the one that's going to help you with that issue. God is who you want to be in that top spot. If you are saved and married, it makes sense to be married to someone who also is saved so that you two are moving in the same direction and navigating like fish in water. How difficult would it be to climb a ladder when your spouse doesn't believe the ladder exists? You probably wouldn't be able to take the first step on the ladder. God designed the way of life to be better and holy and good for us while we live in a sinful and evil world. He knew life would be a pain and would be hard. Earlier, I said how this mixing of beliefs was going to be the focus of this uh, podcast episode. Before I get there, let me just say this. Marriage is still done by people who do not believe in God, even though God started marriage. He created it. I just want you to be aware that if your views on marriage are not aligned with God's way of marriage, then you are already unequally yoked with God. You can take all the therapy, all the breaks, all the not talking to one another and arguments and vacations that you want. But without God, it's going to get rocky. It's going to be rocky from start to finish. Back to the Bible, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30 says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus said, all you got to do is go to him for everything, for your marriage, for your job, for your family, for your friends, for your health, for your life. 
To me, that's simple. For others, that's too much or it's not what they want. So they take a little bit from different faiths and religions to create the system that might keep them happy. But what's the real benefit of all that? Syncretism is the combining of different beliefs in various schools of thought. Syncretism involves the merging or assimilation of several mythologies or religions, thus asserting an underlying unity and allowing for the inclusive approach to other faiths. The reason why I follow Christ, not the religion, not the people who claim Christianity and all the other stuff, I follow Christ because God makes it simple and plain. Love God and your neighbor as yourself. How do you love God? You follow his commands and obey him. You live the way he called you to live. That's a holy life, a life that when others see you, they know there's something different and not like the rest of the world about you. It's connected to him. How do you love your neighbor? You, you treat others with gentleness and kindness. You help them, especially in their time of need. You don't mistreat people and take advantage of them. Yes, Jesus is a good example of how to live, but he also gave his life for us so that we could have that connection to God. This is the importance of being equally yoked. Question everything you believe in. And if it's not making sense, ask until you get the truth. What I learned is that there are people in power, people with authority and people who think they are God that push a narrative a religion, a system, an organization, and they try to force or tell people what they should believe in. One reason why some people leave their faith is often due to the people, their family, or the culture with the same belief and or origins being discovered. Test everything. And the deeper you go, you will get offended. <laughs> I've learned more truth about the world from the Bible than any history book I've ever read. Every history book I've read has sugarcoated or lied or only told one side of the story. The Bible doesn't sugarcoat anything, and that's what the truth should be. If you are going to follow Jesus, trust in God, be saved, have a relationship with God. If you are going to follow Jesus, trust in God, be saved, have a relationship with God, you have to question everything you've been taught about him and read and study the Bible for yourself and remove those traditions and religions, those statues and symbols, and those worldly beliefs that are blocking you from having a relationship with God. Repent and become equally yoked with him. Now, that was everything that I wrote. It was really short, but I just want to make sure I get those points in. If you believe that you have to follow certain rules to be saved, then I'm sorry, you're going to have to take up that whole law. Whatever the law say, you're going to have to follow each and every one of them to the T. I know that after reading the Bible, that if the Israelites couldn't do it, ain't no way I'd be able to do it. And that's also why God gave us Jesus, because he knew we kept messing up over and over and over again. There was no way our sinful selves <laughs> were ever going to be righteous enough to have that relationship with God. We were just too bad. So he sent us a perfect being. He sent us Jesus, so sinless, so everything that we need to look up to and be like to show us that walk, to tell us, hey, it's not just that you should have respect for other people, but you also should love other people. You should care for other people. This is what it's all about. It's not just about those rules. 
So when God came and became that sacrifice for us, now we don't have to be like, oh, let me follow steps one through 10. I say this all the time. You don't have to worry about how much sin that you you do or don't do. It's not about that. It's about your relationship with God now. When you have a relationship with God, what is it like? It is like, it's a peace. It's real love. It's this, it's fearless. Like there is no fear. There is complete satisfaction. It's so much joy. It's like no matter what comes your way, you know you're good. You're taken care of. And I couldn't say that. I couldn't say any of those things when it came to my worldly beliefs, my views, my whatever I thought before I knew God or before I had God in my life. It really was temporary. It was something that sounded good. It looked good. But the truth is, a lot of times the things that sound good and look good aren't really good. To be accepted by the world, is that's a lot of pressure. And a lot of people hurt themselves and get hurt when they try to hold on to that baggage of what the world thinks of me, what my family thinks of me, um, how I'm supposed to look and how I'm supposed to talk, how I'm supposed to dress and all this other stuff that really doesn't matter. You cannot go to God and be like, but God, I showed up to work on time every day. But God, I fed the poor, every, you know, every time I had this and a third. If you want to take up the law because you think that's what's going to save you, I'm telling you, the Lord is going to judge you based upon what you are going to do. To me, like I said, I knew if the Israelites couldn't do it and I was struggling, there was no way that I can do it. So I seek my rest. I seek the Sabbath. I seek the Lord of the Sabbath, which is Jesus Christ, Yahshua Hamashiach. It's such a beautiful thing. I really, really enjoy talking about God. I love spending time with him. When you're around equally yoked people, it doesn't mean that every single thing that you think about and talk about is going to always be uh, the same. You're going to have different points of views. You're going to have because you have different life experiences. And I believe that God reveals different things to each and every one of us at the same time. When you all are pretty set in stone on what the path is and how to go about that, that's what Equally Yoke is about. That's what that marriage is about. That's how you are supposed to live life moving forward, become one, become one body, the church. We live in a day and age where you can look up stuff like nobody's business, although you do need to be careful because not everything you look up is, you know, true. That's why I overdid it. I made sure to the T everything that I had a question about for God, the Bible, I looked it up times 20. I was just trying to make sure if this is what I'm going to believe in, if this is going to be my faith, not my religion, if this is going to be my faith in who the one that I trust, who I believe created the entire world, including everything in it, then this better be true. Okay. There better not be not a not a lie anywhere. And I'm telling you, there is no lie. <laughs> and again, I think the problem is people have a problem with trying to fit in into this world. Y'all can have the world. I don't know parts of it because what the world does is set you up for failure, but God sets you up for success. The sooner you can see that and see that this world is going to do nothing but hurt you, I would rather be hated for not fitting in the world than be hated in trying to fit in the world. It makes no sense to be on a part of a team that you are the one that they don't like or disrespect. 
I'd rather be on the opposing team and then they have all the hate for me. Like, yes, I am with the Lord. Y'all hate me all you want to because I know where I'm going and I know who I belong to. And that's that confidence. That's that, that trust that I have for God. That's that faith. If you can believe in ghosts and hunted things, if you can believe in witches and warlocks, if you can believe in spells and crystals and the universe, if you can believe in all those things, there is no reason why you should not be believing in God. And I'm here to tell you, you either going to be following the devil or you are following Jesus Christ. That's how simple it is. And when people don't like that answer, they want to say, well, I'm doing something else and it's not evil. I mean, that's the first thing they will say, but I guarantee you they won't say, but it's of God. And I'd rather say it is of God than say, but it's not evil because I'm telling you, I did the research, a lot of this stuff. It is when you starting a puzzle and you trying to get to the end of it, the start of it may look fun and exciting and, oh, this is amazing. But the deeper you get into it and you get to the end and you find out, oh, this is where I'm ending up at. So I'm going to leave y'all with this here. If you are a person who claims to be a believer in Christ, in God, go further than that. Don't just believe. Have faith. Anybody can believe. Do y'all know that the devil believes that God is real? <laughs> so don't just be a believer. Be a doer. Be a, a faith person. Have that trust in God. Let him take on everything that you, you're going through, but you also have to be able to give your life over to him. Like it says, God blesses the just and the unjust. God blesses those who, you know, are living how they want to and those that are living like he's called them to. Even the wicked is blessed by God. If you can wake up and see with your eyes and hear with your ears and you don't have a relationship with God, you still blessed. That's still a blessing. It's a lot of people who don't wake up to the next day there's a lot of people who don't have hearing and sight there's a lot of people who who are very sick you know so i hope that what i've said has helped someone to really 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 want to dig deep it can be scary i know it can be something that you don't even want to get to because it's a lot of work it's so much easier to just pay somebody to listen to you talk it's so much easier to just take a prescription it's easy to do all those things, but it's better. Give your issues to God. And this is another one too. You don't just go to God when things are bad. You go to him when things are good. Because the goodness is when you're really flourishing. And for you to be able to go to somebody no matter what, that's, that's how good God is. He don't just want you when things are bad. He wants you when things are good. He, he wants you when things are okay. If you are a person who is, you know, doesn't like to be alone, who finds yourself always in a relationship with people and it doesn't, it never works out. Or if you're feeling in any area of your life, this, this something is just not right. I'm telling you, go to God. He is calling you. Stop looking at what people will say, what people will think. I mean, I even went through that and it was hard. <laughs> it was so hard. And what I found is like the biggest issue that I found is that people think that you're going to change so much to where people will be like, you don't have that personality anymore. I'm still Chardonnay. This is what has been the most amazing thing. I'm still me. 
because God didn't make robots, okay? He made you who you are. If you were always a little comedian, you still gonna be funny. If you were always a very mathematical type person, you still gonna have that ability. If you were always a person that was, you know, you like to think a lot, you like to, you know, work a lot, you still gonna be that person. You just gonna have God. You gonna be more righteous. You gonna do things better that are good and that represent Christ and his kingdom. You are gonna do things that are pleasing to God, not to the world. I'm gonna end it here because I can talk, talk, talk about God's goodness all day long. I hope y'all have a good day. Thank you so much for listening to Carriages Here Podcast. We would love to be a part of your life. So leave us a review right now. And remember, don't be a stranger. Be a character. Be a character. Be a character.